When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast. With your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome in to the TDN Fantasy Podcast, brought to you by MyBookie.ag. We've been with these guys for a few weeks now. We've been telling you about all our picks every single Friday that you can use over at MyBookie.ag. They will match your deposit. They will match your deposit. Free play money that you can use to bet on any of the games that Jake and I are going to talk about here on today's podcast. Just make sure you use the promo code Draft Network. But before we get into all of those lines... We need to talk about Thursday Night Football. Uh, we need to talk about how the calamity of getting the show up so far today. Uh, I think Jake is in a wine cellar somewhere in the part of Florida. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling it my office, my studio. And I, I, got got great, I got great acoustics in here, bro. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, so apologies if, there, if there's any uh, weird audio things today where our normal recording platform is down. So we're kind of trying to figure out the best way to get the show out to you today. Uh, but let's talk about Thursday Night Football. The Chargers fall to the Oakland Raiders 26-24. The Raiders now have a winning record, I think, for the first time this late in the season in a while. Uh, Phillip Rivers tried to throw an interception every time he passed the ball. Uh, there were, there's, I think there's been six more uh, offside penalties thrown since we've begun the show. Uh, so there's so much to talk about here, Jake. Where do you want to begin? That's a bad loss for the Chargers. I mean, look, this this felt like watching the Bucks for some of this season. They dominated the game. At one point, it was 24 first downs to 11, but they kept turning it over. I mean, the Raiders were rushing. For, you know, there's a theme going on this season, Jamie. I should have talked about it the other day with Paige. It came up, and, and we kind of got on something else. But the teams that can rush four guys, drop seven, and get home and still stop the run are playing phenomenal defense. The only team that's really blitzing a ton and it working is the Patriots. But – the Raiders are rushing forward with dudes I've never heard of. Arden Key was out. He didn't play in this game. And they got home. They were killing Phillip Rivers, who was just, like, throwing it up. And it was like a business decision. I'm taking care of my body. Get away from me. And he played awful. Melvin Gordon had a huge first half. They didn't go back to him in the second half hardly at all. And give the Raiders credit, man. We talked about they are better than people think. This secondary, with Carl Joseph, the only name you recognize, is playing really, really well. They ran it. Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr's leading the NFL in completion percentage was solid again last night. Waller didn't really show up, but he spread it around all over the place, and they did enough to get it done. Two-minute drill to go win the game, and they run it in with, with Jacobs. It was just impressive. Like, I was impressed with the Raiders. It was kind of cool, the last primetime game in the Coliseum. The, the electric atmosphere was awesome. Uh, but it's a bad loss for the Chargers. Bottom line, we talked about they could make a run. Derwin James coming back. They game plan last week. This is just a bad loss. I was not impressed at all with the Chargers. They're done. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where you just start to run out of time. And I, and I know they don't have that seventh loss yet or eighth loss yet, but it, it's going to be extremely difficult. I mean, they're Yeah, gonna... but they're done. You can't play as good as they did last week and then come and lay an egg like that. I mean, it was just bad. 
Yeah, it just it, it's just disappointing. It's a, again a lost season for the Chargers with a quarterback that's aging, and they can ill afford having lost seasons at this point because they've had more than their fair share already in the last decade. But uh, from Oakland's side of things, look, they're they're putting up points uh, on everybody, and they're getting creative in the way they're doing it. Uh, to your point, eight different receivers caught a pass from Derek Carr in this game, including the only receiving touchdown going to Alec Ingold, who I <laughs> yeah. Starting in a hundred percent of fantasy leagues this week, but I mean, look, it, it's they're getting the job done. I mean, to, to your to your point about Melvin Gordon, this game really strong in the first half, and I think that portends good things for fantasy owners. Of the last two weeks, we have seen a seismic shift in the way they've been using Melvin Gordon, and it looks a lot like the way they were using Melvin Gordon last season and the season before. So. If you held on to him or if you traded for him, it's going to start to pay off here down the stretch and in the fantasy postseason. Otherwise, I mean, look, I, I, a lot of people went out and started Phillip Rivers this week in this matchup. He didn't have the, the worst game of all time, but it didn't even get to double-digit points. He has three picks, and it could have been six. It should have been six. Uh, I mean, there were a few different ones there. Keenan Allen gets eight catches, but only for 68 yards. So kind of like the new Hopkins games of this year, where yep. going to him a ton, but not really deep down the field. They really only took one – I mean, they took a couple – really only one deep shot, and that was that 45-yard play to Mike Williams. Uh, they really were not going super deep down the field for most of this game. Oakland side of things. Look, Hunter Henry was solid again. He's yeah, been he really was. good since he came back from that injury. He was solid again. Yeah, it was. They ran that nice little play on, on the goal line with him and Mike Williams on the right side to get Hunter Henry open. Uh, because before, it was very interesting. They were running all these plays to try to get Derek Watt and Lance Kendricks uh, the ball in the red zone with Mike Williams and Hunter Henry on the sideline, which I thought was an interesting it's decision. Interesting at best, yeah. Yeah, like I think that's just getting too – too creative for your own good. Uh, and then on the Raiders side, receiving wise, again, Waller three for 40, nothing special, but again, he's, he's an every week starter still. Uh, I mean, if you're getting seven to 10, you gotta be happy. I mean, he, he's had a couple 30 point games. So like you gotta be, it's not great, but it was solid enough. Yeah, it is what it is. Tyra Williams gets his league mandated three catches uh, yeah. again. Uh, so once I got three for 25 and he wasn't in the end zone, I knew it was what did Hunter Renfro have? It seemed like he had a pretty solid night. Four for 42. Uh, I mean, okay. no, I mean, no, nobody really had a major game. I mean, Jalen Richard led all receivers with four for 43. Uh, you know, Jacobs had three for 30 in the passing game. It was just kind yeah, of – but if you, were, if you were desperate and you picked up Renfro, I mean, that's a solid week. Yeah. And, I mean, and a four-point PPR, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it'll get – not great, but, like, with everything going on right now these couple weeks, it's, it's not terrible. Oh, yeah. Job done with six teams on by. Like it's if if you checked out my rankings on the draftnetwork.com, there are a lot of very interesting names in playable territory this week because of all the teams that are out. Um, I guess you know last note, Josh Jacobs had a pretty decent game. Uh, only sixteen carries, but seventy-one yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's really coming on strong. So it, it's kind of it's exciting to see uh, the way they're playing. But look, o- o- Oakland's five and four this year. They're they are and in legit playoff contention. Yeah, Absolutely. they're legit, man. They are tough out and you know it doesn't make any sense because that defense and Abrams looked like a beast and went out. They traded Gary and Conley. Other guys got hurt. Carl Joseph got hurt and he came back in last night, but he's the only recognizable name. And then that front four, Arden Keys now out and they got to the quarterback all night and I literally didn't know who any of them are. Well, a couple of the rookies. I mean, Cleveland Fell obviously was the big right, name, but, but Max Crosby. But he wasn't the one getting home every no, time. No, Max yeah, Crosby, Crosby was a beast. Was there every play? It felt like. Uh, look, if they can continue to do that, then they're going to be in any game. Their offense is legit. They're going to get you know twenty-four to thirty points on anybody. If there's a question of whether or not their defense can do enough to hold the other team under, you know, it's a good the other job team. of ball control too. Like they yes. they keep their defense pretty fresh because they're going to get a couple first downs with a couple runs. 
and they're, they're milking the clock. Like it, the formula is working. I, you can see the nucleus being built for what Gruden wants to do in the future too. I mean, they add some pieces with this next draft and some free agent stuff. It's weird to say, but like they could have turned this thing around fairly fast. I mean, I don't think eight and eight's out of the question. I don't think they're making the playoffs, but eight and eight, nine and seven would be a hell of a year for them. Yeah, I'm starting to come around on Oakland a little bit. Uh, again, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I, I definitely think eight and eight is a real possibility. And look, it, it's if this was their vision again, this is what I always said all along. Where I didn't agree with a lot of the stuff they were doing, or John Gruden in particular was doing early on, but he was going to get his opportunity. And we were going to take a look in five years and see, okay, there's no, this is either the success or failure of this team. It's going to be on John Gruden's vision. So we will get an opportunity to see what that looks like going forward. But I have to say, I'm really impressed with the way they've played this year. They have really – look, they're, they're not – they don't have enough talent to be an eight- or nine-win team, but they might be an eight- or nine-win team this yeah, year. Yeah, which is for which sure, especially get defensively. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so let's get into the Sunday slate of games, and all of these lines are brought to you by mybookie.ag. Remember to use the promo code Draft Network. Kansas City Chiefs are six and a half point road favorites against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, all signs point to Patrick Mahomes being back and starting this football game. Jake, what are you looking for? You know, Patrick Mahomes plays; they score thirty. Yeah, I said last week, I watched this Titans team play in person, was not impressed. They've been a lot better with Tannehill. Tannehill's getting, getting sacked on 10% of his dropbacks, which is a vast improvement from what Mariota was doing. I like Tannehill in this matchup. I think he'll put up some numbers, but I think he's going to have to because the running game is going to be non-existent. Chiefs defense has been really good the last three weeks under the radar. I think they're a decent play this week with all these teams on buys. But the, the Chiefs are going to score 30, and the Titans can't keep up. I got the Chiefs winning 30-20 to 20 and covering that. I feel pretty good about it. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes looks good running around. And when he plays, they put up 30, period. But you got to look at, like, Sammy Watkins is finally getting healthy. Damian Williams back last week. Now they got a full, healthy backfield with multiple guys. Tyreek Hill, when, when they're all out there, even though the offensive line's still a little bit banged up, man, they're, they're just too explosive to mess with. And this Titans defense did a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot of exotic stuff early. That's not going to work against the Chiefs. Yeah, no, it, it's not. And I'm with you on this one. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover this six-and-a-half-point spread. But I do want to mention uh, Ryan Tannehill since you brought him up because he's a guy I do like a lot this week. He's my quarterback 12, so very in some leagues he should be starting for you. Um, I wrote about him today uh, at uh, Full-Time Fantasy at Deep Sleepers that you know he's a guy that I still think is getting disrespected, and I think he's actually a solid DFS play this week given his price. Look, since he's taken over as a starter, okay, it's only a three-week sample size, but he's the number eight fantasy quarterback in fantasy points yeah. per game since taking over. 21 and a half. His worst performance was 19.2 points. These are in four-point touch, four touchdown league. So if you're in a six-point touchdown league, it's, it's more. 19.2 is his worst start. Three of the last four weeks, the Chiefs have been carved up by Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins. Uh, the Titans are at home. It's going to be a sunny day. It looks like an actual sunny day in Nashville and sunny at kickoff. Um, I really expect Tyndale to have a pretty decent game here. And I expect Derrick Henry to have a decent game because you can run on the Chiefs. But the thing is, they're not going to be able to keep up with Kansas City. But for no. fantasy purposes, you'll be happy because if they're, if they're down 14 points and Tannehill's throwing the ball over the field, you're going to have a lot of opportunities there. Uh, they're really yeah, I put myself up against the eight ball in our TDN league because I'm nine and zero, but I have I have Drew Brees or I have uh, Tom Brady and I have Carson Wentz, and they're both on a bye. And I picked up Tannehill on waivers. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be a great one-week play. Like, this was perfect. I feel really good about being able to plug him in and keep this thing going. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. He's, he's going to be a guy that's in my DraftKings lineup this week as well, uh, just at, at his price. On, on, again, look, on Kansas City side, yeah, obviously you're starting Mahomes. There's, there's, no, there's no advice there. Uh, I, I'm not as high on Damian Williams. I know a lot of people are excited because he had that huge run last week. And you're Maybe a Damian they, Williams owner, so we should throw that out there. I, yeah, and I have to play him this week because there are no players. There are no players playing football this week. But, you know, I have him down at RB29. Like, he's a flex play. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, ideally going back to watching the Titans live, I mean, you can run on them, but you got to throw it pretty good and hit them with a run. So I think so there could be some draws and stuff. The problem is McCoy didn't do anything last week and you never know what Andy Reid's going to do in that backfield. So that's, that's the thing that scares me the most, but I'm glad he's healthy enough to run off and that you'll pull off a 91 yard touchdown. Last week. Absolutely. But they're both flex plays. Uh, again, yeah, until we yeah. have any clarity in that backfield there. Uh, I think Sammy Watkins sneaks inside my top 30 this week. He's been getting some looks. I've got, to, I've got to play him, too, for the same thing with, with guys on the bench. But I'm finally glad that he looks healthy enough that he could put up decent numbers. Yeah, and, and look, he's not going to put up those week one numbers. But if he's going to get six, seven catches a game, even in the middle of the field, that's going to play even in half PPR format. Yeah, and they want to play man, and Malcolm Butler's out for the year with that broken wrist. So that's really going to hurt that defense, too. That's, that's worth pointing out that these receivers are not playing against their best corners. And last thing to note, I mean, if you were relying for whatever reason on Corey Davis, uh, it's starting to look like he might not play in this game. Uh, so just kind of keep in mind uh, that that option, A.J. Brown, still probably a low-level flex play or wide receiver four if you need help there. Uh, but Jake and I both agree here, Kansas City minus six and a half. Look, if Mahomes is playing, and I think he's going to be fine. You saw him run into the page butt up on the show last uh, on Monday. You saw him like run to celebrate with the team at the end of the game. He looks like he's going to be good. Uh, and one of the more intriguing games of the week, the Buffalo Bills will go into Cleveland to face the Browns. The Browns are two-and-a-half-point favorites here at home. Jake, what is your initial reaction to that? Uh, I mean, look, I bought in last week and said the Browns on the road in Denver. Denver's tough, but you're playing Brandon Allen, backup quarterback. The Broncos have been terrible. On paper, the Browns have to show up. They've done it once. But I learned my damn lesson. I'm not going down that route. I'm taking the Bills. I got 23-20, taking the Bills. I think Singletary has a really solid day. He looks like he's coming on, coming back from that injury. I just have no faith in this Browns team at all. And this Buffalo Bills defense is as solid as they Offense is whatever, but Josh Allen's making enough plays. Singletary's been making enough plays. And this Browns defense is extremely underachieving. They're out there a ton. I, I don't feel great about it, but I'm not touching the Browns anymore. Like I, That was last week with my – my swan song with them. No, I, I agree completely. I'm going to go with the Bills here as well. Uh, it was one of the ones where I'm sitting here kind of hoping that line goes to three at some point just to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, just get to add a field goal to their score. But yeah. look, until the Browns actually beat somebody of, of consequence, then I don't know why I should continue to pick them to beat someone of consequence. Uh, as far as their fantasy players go, Baker's a non-start for me. Even with six QBs on by, he doesn't crack my top 20, uh, which is nope. not something I not expected a, in the nope, preseason. Nope, not at all. Yeah. Uh, again, I, wasn't, I don't think anybody on the show was that high on him in the preseason for fantasy, and somehow he has even exceeded our low expectations uh, yes. for how bad it's been this year. Uh, you know, look, Nick, Nick Chubb is still a top 10 running back any given week. Uh, the return of Kareem Hunt, so kind of keep an eye on that for fantasy owners that have been sitting back and waiting. He's going to have some limited role in this game, uh, but if you, if you... I'm not buying the hype on that. Chubb's been too damn good. I can't imagine, other than maybe putting him in the slot, some two-back stuff, getting creative, I can't imagine he has that big of a role, especially here this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine we'll see what it's going to be like going forward in the easier matchups. I mean, he's just coming back 
is we've seen with any of these guys. We've seen with Melvin Gordon. We've seen with other players that have missed significant time. You don't look yourself. What about, what about OBJ? I don't like OBJ this week either. I haven't done a wide receiver 20. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Tredavious White following him. He hadn't done much anyway. Like, I think Landry a lot more than I like OBJ this week. Yeah, I think Landry's still a solid play. Uh, you know, on the on the Buffalo side of things, you know, Josh Allen, he's QB 14. So in certain formats, maybe you have him. I agree. I think Devin Singletary is a, is a low-end RB2 this week. I think you definitely want to get him in your lineups. You know, John Brown, flex play. Uh, if you're desperate, I mean, Cole Beasley's caught a touchdown, I believe, in three straight weeks. Uh, I don't. This is not a great matchup. The Browns actually cover slot receivers really well. Uh, but that's probably not the only thing they've done really well on defense so far this year consistently. But if you're desperate, again, I understand there are a lot of people in a lot of bad scenarios here because the waiver wire is barren, uh, and a lot of people have are really in true bye week hell this week. Moving on to a game that I think you might be interested in, Jake. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, and you're not going to pick this one against the line, so I will do this. But uh, Arizona, no, but I'll throw I'll throw out some interesting stuff here. I mean, the Cardinals defense is they're 29th in pass defense. I think the Bucks are 28th or 30th. Uh, I, I think Christian Kirk is a big play this week. I think Kyler Murray is a big play this week. I think Jameis Winston is maybe the biggest play of the week. Mike Evans is going to be shadowed by Patrick Peterson, but Patrick Peterson hasn't looked like the same guy coming back yet. And all that does is set up for, for 12 to go off. I, I think he has a monster game. And then O.J. Howard, can he come back off of this hamstring against the team that's been destroyed by tight ends? It'll be interesting. I think it's, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be one of the most fun games to watch. I think it's going to be a lot like the, the, the cards or the Bucks in, uh, in Seattle last week. Just a major shootout. I, I agree completely. I, I have James up at my QB4 this week. Uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, I want to see how Ronald Jones plays. He's, he got I think to... he has a solid week. As far as the running backs go, I like him a lot more than Kenyon Drake or David Johnson. I, I think he's probably, of, of the two teams, the guy that's probably going to have the biggest day. Yeah, I have Ronald Jones, like, Ronald Jones and David Johnson like right near each other. I have Drake a little bit further down. Uh, I just think Drake's. I think Drake's going to steal enough touches from David Johnson. I think they're really down on him, and they don't trust him, and they're really high on Kenyon Drake at this point. So I, I think that sharing of that backfield could be really interesting. I, I would not be surprised if Kenyon Drake gets more carries. I want to see how David Johnson's used in the passing game, particularly in the red zone. I think that's where, to me, I think that's still where his value is going to be. I think it's going to be more as the pass catching back, the way we've seen it at points this year. I would really not be fun, surprised. really fun second matchup to watch if you like matchups. Game within the game is Devin White, who's really starting to come into his own fifth overall pick, rookie linebacker, who's really fast at 21.8 miles an hour last week, running down Chris Carson as a 235 pound linebacker. That's impressive. He's a guy that covers those guys really well, and he's really starting to feel like that, that rookie shake off that rookie stuff and the injury he had early. So him covering David Johnson out of the backfield would be a really fun matchup to watch. What are your thoughts about Larry Fitzgerald? Because to me, uh, the industry is very strange to me this week. It, they have Fitzgerald ranked above Kirk. I have Kirk as my wife. 15 and Fitzgerald down at wide receiver 39. Do you, I agree. I, I, where I do you lie on that? I know. I agree with you. I mean, the, the secondary has struggled to cover guys, but they've really struggled to cover guys in the slot, but it's these small shifty guys in the slot. So when Kirk's in the slot, I think it's a great matchup. Larry can't run, and they're not going to play zone. So any of these young – and we got young, long, tall, fast corners. Now, they're inexperienced. But when you're tall and fast and got long arms, that's not a good matchup for Larry. I think he has a decent day. Larry's probably like a six or seventy, six or seven catches for 60 or 70. Maybe they get him in, you know, a pick in the red zone. But I don't think he has a bigger I – think, I think Kirk has a bigger day. He's going to have some more run-after-the-catch opportunities. You go back to what Tyler Lockett did last week. I, I like Kirk more than I like Fitzgerald a lot, a lot more this week. 
And when Kirk's been on the field recently, he's getting way more volume. Yeah, than, 15 than Larry targets is. last week or whatever. I mean, he's it's yeah, it's just there's a lot more opportunity, I think. Uh, on, on the Bucks side of things, obviously, the, their two receivers, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're both top five plays for me this week. I like Godwin slightly more, but, I mean, they're both absolute must-starts. Uh, I am rolling the dice uh, I, in the league that I have Zach Ertz at tight end. I am rolling the dice with O.J. Howard this week. Uh, I, I just think at some point he's got to do something. Uh, yeah. and, and at this point, if anybody that's available to you on the waiver wire, um, unless for some reason those two Colts guys are available, Eric Ebron or Jack Doyle, uh, although I, I do have Howard ranked above them this week, I'm going to take a chance here on the huge upside game. Like, look, you can get two catches for 15 yards, and I can be disappointed, but you could also go seven for 70 and two touchdowns. So, they haven't covered a tight end yet this year. No. Or, uh, other like, other than Ingram. Like, Ingram is the only, only guy that didn't have a big day. Yeah. And it was I, still I'm solid. You know, another, another thing worth noting here, Mike Evans could become the first player in NFL history with 175 yards in three straight games. Yeah. Like that's going to be interesting to see if he gets close because that's you – know, you start talking about you're the first to ever do ever. it in the NFL. Like that, that's, a, that's, one of those, that's one of those big boy stats right there. Yeah. I mean, and again, ever. Yeah. <laughs> like ever, yeah, yeah. As, as you may have heard, the NFL is in its 100th season or celebrating his 100th season or whatever their deal is. They keep yelling or keep screaming down our throats every commercial break. Uh, and then uh, last thing of note here, I do have – I like Kyler Murray as a play here as well, but he's not a QB 10 for me. I, I still prefer Jameis significantly in this matchup, and I'm going to take uh, the Buccaneers to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. The Bucks are four-and-a-half-point favorites? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I'm going to take them to cover the spread. I know the Cardinals can, have been able to put up plenty of offense everywhere, but uh, I still fear that if that team has still struggled – uh, going across the country for those early start times, and I just think definitely worth noting. I didn't, I didn't buy into that, but man, the last three or four years, it's just been proven. It's, 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 it's just going tough. back to the Raiders. Like the Raiders have seven one o'clock Eastern starts. Yeah, and they played a couple of them already. Like, and they're pulling like that. It's just impressive. Yeah, you know, one, really another is. thing to note about this game, not not necessarily like game strategy, but the Buccaneers just had a seven week, five games, twenty nine thousand miles travel road trip that I've never even heard of. And are finally back home without having to get on a plane, go somewhere. They can get IV. They can get hydrated. They can sleep in their own bed. Like there's a lot to be said about that when you've been gone this long. I think that that pays dividends for them. I think they're going to be fresh. I think they're going to look better than the best performance they had last week in Seattle. And they yeah. got they had guys going down with pulled muscles from dehydration and just the, this long road trip. I think that. And I think you have to not look at their record because I forgot which, um, you know, there's a lot of these advanced analytic places that they do these. It, this wasn't a DVOA one. That's one of the most popular ones, but they kind of rank the teams based on how they've played analytically and kind of take out some of the other noise. The Buccaneers have ranked in the top 15 in the league uh, in terms of just quality of the way they've played just this season. Yeah, hardest uh, schedule know, in the NFL. They're just young and haven't figured out how to win it yet. It reminds yeah. me so much of my dad's first year in Arizona, and they got five of the last eight at home. It's a very quarterback-friendly matchup down the stretch. I expect Jameis to be really good these last eight games. And for them to turn it on and figure it out. But they got to get one. And this, yeah. is a good, this, is a, this is a good one for them to get to finally be back at home. And they're hungry. Yeah. And let's be, let's be honest, it's a good one to get for their coach, too. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah, it's, it is. Step up. I mean, it's, it's not – yeah, it just, it's, it's one of those things where – you know, this would be an awesome opportunity for them to do that and, and step up in this game. I think they will. Uh, I just think it, as good as Arizona often, Arizona's offense has been at times this year, they still can't keep up with the firepower that Tampa Bay has. Uh, let's go to the Battle of New York, the Giants and the Jets. Uh, the Jets are technically the home team in this game, and they are three-point underdogs. 
uh, against the Giants here. It looks like Le'Veon Bell is going to play. Adam Gase said uh, this morning that everything, all the signs are pointing to him playing. Obviously, that keep you know keep an eye on that if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner because that could change. But uh, Jake, what are your thoughts in this game? No, it looks like Sterling Shepard again. Yeah, I got the Giants twenty four twenty. I love Golden Tate in this matchup. I like Daniel Jones with all these teams on a bye. Uh, the Giants' defense is a really hot hot play in fantasy this week. I'm not sure I'm buying into that that much. As bad as this Jets team has been, they're better at home. Uh, I like Jamison Crowder in this matchup, but I, I think the Giants get it done. I mean, this Jets team has proven nothing to anyone, and this Giants team has shown flashes that they can be pretty solid. If Daniel Jones doesn't turn it over like he's been doing the last couple of weeks or as much as he's been doing the last couple of weeks, I think they get it done. I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to lean to the Jets and the points here. I think it's going to be really close. I'm just wondering if the Giants will be able to put up enough points without their weapons. Everett Ingram's not going to play uh, with that foot injury. So Sterling Shepard's out. So they have Golden Tate, who I like, but then you're doing Cody they still got, they still got Saquon. Well, yeah, and Saquon's going to get a ton of targets in this game. Uh, number two overall player this week is Saquon Barkley. Uh, I have Tate as a wide receiver, a low-end wide receiver, too. Uh, again, keep an eye on the Le'Veon Bell stuff. I'm not playing either quarterback in this game, by the way. I've seen both of these guys as, like, trendy uh, starts. They're both outside my top 15 quarterbacks this week. I, Unless you're in a really, really deep league, uh, I would avoid both of these quarterbacks like the plague. Keep an eye on Le'Veon Bell. Uh, if he doesn't play very quietly, Bilal Powell has actually been – taking the backup reps lately, not Ty Montgomery. So kind of keep an eye on that if you're – You know, it's funny, too, you throw that out there. If he doesn't play, Law Powell has been solid in this position for the last, what, three or four years of fantasy. When he gets an opportunity to be the guy, he puts up a decent week. Yeah, I I picked him up in one of my leagues where I'm just kind of waiting and seeing. If, you know, Le'Veon Bell plays, I'll drop him on Sunday for somebody else. But definitely worth kind of if you have a bench spot to use him, a speculative ad because he would be a top 25 running back uh, if he is named the starter for this game. With you, I love Jamison Crowder. He, I have him up at wide receiver 16 this week. I'm really high on him. I think he's going to get a ton of targets. The Giants have really struggled against slot receivers. Uh, look, Robbie Anderson is a boomer bust wide receiver four. I mean, look, he's going to get two or three looks a game. Maybe those go for a deep touchdown. Uh, and again, I'm avoiding the Chris Herndon situation until I actually see him on the yeah, field. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. I agree There's with you there 100%. Way, way too much hype there for a guy that has not played a snap this year. Yeah, I, uh, I went. I went with Everett over Herndon when uh, when Ingram was out. Yeah. I had Ingr- I've had Ingram as my only tight end on the team, so I picked up Everett. I like that matchup better. Uh, but Herndon, I'm just I'm scared to see what you know if he's been hurt and he's been this questionable. He's liable to go out in the first quarter. That just scares me. Well, again, we still haven't seen him in this offense yet. I have no right. idea how. I yeah, that's that too. Yeah, no idea. Uh, so uh, look, Gerald Everett, Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, OJ Howard, all better plays if they're available for you than Chris Herndon this week. So, and a lot, and most of those guys aside from Ebron uh, are available in the vast majority of leagues. The Atlanta Falcons go to the Superdome to face the New Orleans Saints. A huge spread here. The Saints are 14 point Ooh, favorites. This line keeps going up. I was waiting to see what this was going to be. 14 point uh, favorites at God. home. Uh, I'll say this. The Falcons are terrible. But if Matt Ryan plays in this game, which it looks like he will, he got another limited practice in yesterday, they should be able to at least get within 14 or at least be able to match 14 at some point with some garbage time touchdowns. All right. Now that you said that, I'm going to lock it in as my lock of the week. The Falcons cover that. I got the Saints 31-20. I think they win pretty easy. But this game always comes down to three points. It's like Steelers-Ravens. They usually split at opposite people's homes. Matt Ryan always plays good. It's in the dome. 
I love the Saints. I think they're their most well-rounded team. Paige and I talked about it Wednesday. They're my number one team in the NFL right now. But this is an interdivisional rivalry. They know each other really, really well. And 14 is a giant number. I, I just – I wrote down 31-20. I was like, man, that feels kind of high. And then you throw out 14. I was like, all right, boom, I'm locking that in as my lock of the week. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on this one. I, I saw that line. I went, that's wrong. I thought they thought, oh, okay, do, are they thinking Matt Schaub is playing in this game? Uh, but even as the more positive news came out, Matt Ryan, the line got worse. The line, the, so from yesterday when I first checked it to Matt Ryan has a limited practice to today, it went from 13 to 14. Uh, so uh, it's just, I don't know. That, that's just wrong. It's the line, the line is wrong in this game. Um, I expect Ryan to play. He's still a top 10 QB this week. You get Julio. I think Calvin Ridley is actually a pretty decent play this week. The Saints really struggled with Calvin Ridley. Uh, at a few different times this year. And they've uh, struggled in the slot. They've struggled with a secondary receiver. I mean, I don't know that Julio goes off of Lattimore, but I agree with you. I like Ridley in this game. Yeah, it's kind of keep an eye because I think at, at points in their last match, they actually moved Lattimore onto Ridley, and then Julio Jones killed them. So they're going to have to pick their poison with somebody in this game. I still think it's going to be they're going to pick their poison with Julio. Uh, Austin Hooper, top five tight end. Uh, Breezes, again, he's going to be the trendiest play in DFS this week, and I understand why. He's my QB2. Uh, Falcons, again, the Falcons defense is terrible, and they should feel terrible about it. Uh, Alvin Kamara will be back. But the thing I, I want to caution is I think there's going to be a little bit more of a time split this week than people are realizing. Now, I think still- there might be one going down the stretch. I said I, agree. I, I would agree with you 100%. Latavius Murray looked good. I think they go back to this Ingram-Kamara thing they had the last couple of years, which makes Kamara better, in my opinion when he's not having to run between the tackles, put them both on the field together. I agree with you. I, like, Latavius Murray, don't just drop him and go away from him. He's been too good. They're going to play him some. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing him in a flex spot, spot this week. I, I really like him. He's my RB28. And I, I, you know, I wrote for Sports Illustrated that just because Kamara's back doesn't mean you can forget about Montgomery, uh, Murray. Yeah, it was think- a great article you wrote. I, I agree 100%. Especially if they, if they do get up and the, and, the, and the experts are right, this is a 14-point spread. Kamara ain't playing the second half injured. It's going to be Murray. Yeah. So, I mean, I uh, – so, for me, I'm, I'm a Kamara owner. So, I'm playing both. I'm saying I'm just going to take whatever – the I'm going to take the entire Saints backfield in fantasy this week because there's the, all the buys. But I just keep an eye on him because I know he's somebody that a lot of people started to drop once they heard Kamara's coming back, and I wouldn't – Mike Thomas, again, number one wide receiver this week. Yeah. If you're looking for uh, – I mean, if you're desperate and you're looking for just a, a lottery ticket – I mean, Ted Ginn is the epitome of a lottery ticket. I think he's averaging more than 20 yards per catch over the last month or so. He's only going to get two or three catches, but they could be for, one of them could be for a touchdown. So if you really need a What do a you think of Jared Cook? I've seen some of the experts talking about all of a sudden Jared Cook's a must-play this week. He hasn't done anything all year. No, I have not a tight end 13. So maybe if you're desperate. But no, I mean, I would take both Colts tight ends. I would take Everett. Yeah, I'm still proving with Jared Cook on me. He hadn't done anything this year. No, and especially not with Drew Brees. No, uh, so he was hurt and he came back and yeah, they're coming off a bye. But what makes you think all of a sudden, just because the Falcons defense is that bad, that he's going to be relevant? He hasn't done anything. Yeah, I, I don't see it. So to, to me, again, he's outside my top 12 where if you're in a deeper league, he's maybe a low end option for you. But yeah, no, I, I'm not excited about it all. And again, I, I'm going to go with the Falcons plus two touchdowns in this game. Um, another big spread, uh, but this time in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens are on the road to face the Cincinnati Bengals and Ryan Finley's first NFL start, they are 10.5-point road favorites in this game. Jake Ray, A, do you think they cover? And then, B, what are you expecting from this Bengals team making a QB change? I do think they cover. I got the Ravens 34-17. That defense is getting healthier. Uh, A.J. AJ Green had a setback. It's not going to play, which means Tyler Boyd is getting Marlon Humphrey, which is, means he's dead. 
they got nothing. I, I don't know why you bench Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton has been so solid for them with all the crap they've dealt with in all these years. Like, the dude can play. He hadn't done anything wrong to be benched other than all of a sudden, I think they want to tank. And I think this Baltimore de- the Baltimore defense doesn't get after the passer, but they blitz as much as anybody. Now you got a rookie quarterback seeing all these new blitzes. They better lean heavy on Joe Mixon, who I kind of like this week, but I don't really like anything because this Bengals defense has done nothing all year. And you're talking about the second-best offense in the league, one of the most hardest ones to prepare for. I, and Ingram has a solid day. Lamar Jackson is absolutely a must-start. I think they cover this easy, and I almost want to lock that one in, too. And I haven't had two locks all year. I definitely don't want to lock in two row teams, but, like, this should be a blowout. Yeah, I'm going to lock it in for you because I'm going to lock in this one for the Ravens to cover. Uh, Look, the Bengals just don't have enough firepower right now. Uh, Marlon Humphrey completely, completely erased Tyler Boyd in their first matchup. He caught one pass on six targets. I mean, he completely erased them. He's going to completely erase them here again. Adrian Green's not going to play. He has another setback, and he might not play this season now, uh, the way people are talking. So uh, I, I was somebody that traded for A.J. Green uh, before, right after my draft and was expecting him back, well, before this point, and it looks like you might not get uh, anything from him at all this year. Uh, but I, I, I have Tyler Boyd outside my top 30 receivers. Like, I think there's a very good chance that you're not going to play him this week because I don't think he's going to put up numbers. Um, the Nixon, he's my RB26. He's a really, really cheap option um, in DFS this week. So if you want to spend big elsewhere and you need help at either running back or your flex spot, he might be a guy you throw in there because he's really cheap. Uh, deep, deep play for the Bengals. Auden Tate, uh, I wrote about him as well um, uh, today for full-time fantasy. He's like a deep sleeper. Uh, he's going to get Marcus Peters about half the time, but he's a guy that um, has really seen a ton of targets this year. And we'll see if that, that carries over with the new quarterback. But he's averaging 10 targets per game over the last three weeks and only has one game this year with fewer than six targets. That's uh, the thing. You just don't know what you're going to get by a rookie quarterback who's, what, a fourth or fifth round pick? Yeah. So I, You're not going to get the same thing as, as Andy Dalton, a, a veteran no. pro that can sling it who's been – I, I just – I think they're – and they haven't, they're terrible. They haven't won a game, and I think there's going to be a massive drop-off of quarterback play, which in the NFL means you're getting your ass kicked. Yes, I agree. And, again, start all your Ravens. Lamar Jackson's my number one overall quarterback. What do you think of Hollywood Brown this week? I've seen a lot of people jumping on that bandwagon. He hasn't had a 50-yard catch since week two, but I, I can see him getting – I think they'll take some shots in this one. Yeah, he's boomer bust. I have him down at wide receiver 34, so he's right there with, like, Robbie Anderson for me. You have two boomer bust guys against terrible defenses. They're going to get an opportunity, but uh, we'll see. What, I mean, Brown just—he's got to play a full game. I mean, he's—he's right. he's been his, his everything is banged up right now. He's got three different injuries. He's been nursing. He's going to play, but eh. uh, again, I think there are some better options out there. He—he's the guy that if you're a big underdog in your matchup, I always bring up guys like that. Where if you're expected to lose by like thirty points or something. You need yeah, to you got to swing for the yeah, you got to swing for the haymaker, swing for the fences. Absolutely. Um, one other play. Uh, look, Mark Andrews is he's my tight end six, but uh, he played like twenty four snaps last week. Like this is look, his snap count's been a problem all year. It's going to continue to be, but it seems to be getting worse. Just keep in mind that you might need to start looking at some other options for the fantasy playoffs at some point, uh, because if he's he's just not being used on the field a ton. Uh, but again, you have to play him in this matchup. And if you're getting really desperate, I wrote about him again for full-time fantasy because of these deep, deep sleeper guys. I think you could see a lot of Gus Edwards in the second half of this game uh, with the Ravens mm-hmm. up big. Uh, he ran for six, and, I believe, six and a half yards to carry for them in their first matchup. 
Uh, it's one of those things where if they get up big, I don't see Mark Ingram still playing in the third and fourth quarter of this game if they're up three scores. So maybe the maybe the, the Gus bus gets a little bit of play here if you're really, really desperate. The NBA load share. Absolutely. And again, why not? Like you're, you're a team of playoff aspirations, and if you're up three scores on a rookie quarterback in Cincinnati, I don't think you're exactly need to push uh, Mark Ingram to get you more. Look, I hate, I hate it in the NBA, but in the NFL, if you have the opportunity to do it, which is few and far between, you absolutely take advantage of it and sit them down. Uh, one of the more intriguing uh, games of the afternoon slate, I'm really looking forward to this one. It is the Carolina Panthers in Green Bay against the Packers. The Packers are five-point favorites at home. Uh, as we know, uh, Cam Newton was placed on IR this week, so Ky- it will be the Kyle Allen show for the rest of the season. Uh, it's been the Aaron Rodgers show for a long time, and it's looking like it's really looking like Aaron Rodgers of old in the last month or so. Uh, two really solid teams here. The Packers really need to bounce back after the, whatever the hell that performance was in Los Angeles last week. Do you think they do it? No. I'm picking against Aaron Rodgers at home for the first time in seven years of ever doing this. It's my upset of the week. I don't feel great about it, but there's this interesting matchup. The Panthers are leading the NFL in sacks very, very quietly. Christian McCaffrey, we all know, is leading the NFL in everything, and the Packers can't stop the run. They can't handle running backs. Very interesting that Martinez, McCaffrey's college uh, teammate at Stanford, is going to have to cover him. And he's solid. I just don't think he can get it done. Kyle Allen has started throwing some picks, but he's been really, really solid. And they're getting all those receivers involved now. Devontae Adams is back, but didn't look that healthy to me. He's going to deal with that all year. This is either going to be a Packers blowout because they come off of getting their asses kicked last week and they're at home and Aaron Rodgers does his thing, or I'm going to be right. So I'm taking the, I'm taking the Panthers 28-24. Oof, that, that, that is bold. I, I can't quite do that, although I'm a little concerned about the line. Like I can very much feel like this is a field goal game. One minus way or five? The other. Yeah, so it's minus five uh, for the Packers. But – uh, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean their way just because they got embarrassed last week. They are at home. Now that goes against my philosophy because you know I'm big on that. If you get your ass kicked the week before and get embarrassed, you come back and you're at home. But this Panthers team is—they don't. They're solid every week. They're solid yes. everywhere. We talked about that. Ron Rivera team is just sneaky every year. You look at their record and go, "Oh yeah, I forgot about Carolina." And then you start looking at their lead in the NFL in sacks, and they only ever rush four. No, I, and I, that I, McCaffrey like. It's not a good matchup, and I just I think the Packers might be a little overrated. I, I, maybe they blow them out. Maybe I'm wrong. And I've, like I said, in seven years of picking games, I've never picked against Aaron Rodgers at home. This is the first. But I just I had a little weird feeling. I went with my gut. No, I'm glad you did. This is a tough game because I do agree. I think the Packers are a little overrated, and the Packers and the Panthers are underrated. Uh, my only concern is like if this game comes down to a game-winning touchdown drive, one way or the other. I still think the QB disparity is just still so great in this game. I like Kyle Allen. I just, but I don't think he's one of the 20 best quarterbacks in the league. And, and I think it's some. And as great as McCaffrey has been, uh, and he can still have a great game here. I just, I think there's just Aaron Rodgers has a little bit too much coming off of that embarrassing loss. I didn't win. look at the weather. That that does concern me but if the weather's bad it actually favors the panthers i think yeah i mean both both teams can run the ball but no, no nobody runs the ball like carolina i mean mccaffrey is is stupid good yeah. uh and and aaron jones i expect to bounce back week he's the yes. way he's having the week he had last week and aaron Rodgers will be better and be solid but they can hit him like, going back to what i said earlier these teams that are rushing four and getting there and dropping seven are the best defenses in the league and this team is that they're not bringing a ton of extra guys Luke Keekley's still a monster covering everybody in that middle zone that he covers. Bradbury was hurt and was out for two practices. That's interesting, that, and that could really hurt them if he's out. But I, 
I don't know. I'm, so I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, no, I agree. The one thing the Packers have to they have to figure out at some point, even if I'm going to take them in this game, is you're going to have to find a legit number two option for Devontae Adams. I mean, Valdez Scantling has not been good this year. Geronimo Allison hasn't been good this year. I know they're using their backs as the de facto number two receiver there, but at some point, either one of these other receivers on the roster has to step up, or they're going to have to figure out something else long term. Because so using your back as a secondary option in the passing game against Carolina with Luke Keekley ain't going to work. No, it's not. Uh, so uh, I don't know. You're. Boy, you're almost talking me into going the other way. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, you know I, I said, I'm going with my gut. I like it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Panthers. I'm going to not going to take them to win, but I'm going to take them to cover the five point spread. I think this. This, this is a field goal game. Uh, you talk me into it because I, I think one, you make one, it some... I have three must watch of the week, and this is one of them. I think this is going to be a fantastic football game to watch. Cold, Lambeau Field. Gray skies, real grass. November, like this is like in the afternoon. This is like grab a bourbon and Coke and sit and watch this game. It's like football to me. I'm excited to watch this one in the afternoon. Yeah, I am as well. Because again, it's one of those ones where you might not realize it just by scanning through uh, the schedule, but this is going to be, you know, this might be the best football game of the weekend. The most exciting game, I think, is still going to be Arizona-Tampa Bay. Uh, but this might be the most exciting football game of the weekend, that one or the night game. Uh, let's get into an NFC North matchup. The Detroit Lions go on the road to face the Chicago Bears, where Mitch Trubisky is making sure all the TVs in the stadium are turned off. God, uh, that was a bad comment. Uh, the Bears are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Jake, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to take the Bears 27-23. I absolutely don't like it, but – I'm going to ride this thing out with David Montgomery, and you can run it on the Lions. That's the number one matchup of the week, the worst run defense in the league. David Montgomery's been running it better. If they could play action off of that, get, get Trubisky, you know, some of these naked, some of these boots, get him on the move. I think Allen Robinson has a solid week. Uh, I don't love Allen Robinson, but I think he bounces back after a horrendous week last week. The Lions team can't run it at all, and if this Bears team can run it, keep the ball, keep the defense fresh, I think the defense is still – elite and when you know the lions can't run it they're going to be chasing stafford all over the place i think stafford has a decent day i know everybody's like he's a must sit of the week uh i have to play him in, in one of my leagues I, I tried to get james winston on the waiver wire and somebody else got him i was going to ride james out down the stretch with this quarterback friendly schedule he has but i got to stick with it i think he has enough to get it done for me but i'm not expecting a big week and i think it's gonna be really interesting but i i'm gonna have to go with the bears at home yeah, I have Stafford as my QB 15, so he's kind of in that range where he's not a must-sit, but obviously there were, if you could get a better option. I mean, I could pick up Josh right. Allen. Eh, I mean. Which I've done. 14, 15. Staff, 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 Stafford's fourth in the NFL in passing, fourth in passing yards per attempt. He's having an MVP season if they're winning more games. Yeah, I mean, I have them like right, right next to each other for this yeah. week, so like you might as well just keep the guy you've got there. Uh, look, to your point, I, we got to see what the heck the Lions are going to do running the ball wise, because I think they're just going to completely abandon it like they have for most of the last two weeks. Um, you know, I don't have Which is not one. a good recipe for beating the Bears. No, it's a terrible recipe because that's one place where you can beat the Bears so far this year. Uh, the one guy to keep an eye on, like I, I kind of like J.D. McKissick a little bit this week. The Bears have struggled against pass catching running backs so far, mm -hmm. and we started to see him get a little bit more run last week. So he could be an interesting, again, flex play. He's, he's my RB30. I'm not, I'm not saying he's a must start, but it's an interesting option there. Um, you know, Galladay, Jones, you, you're going to play no matter what. Uh, I'm sitting Amendola this week. Uh, the Bears absolutely shut down slot receivers, uh, but they struggled against tight ends so far. I'll say Hawkinson's so, an interesting player. Yeah, he, he's my tight end 11 this week because I think, again, if you're going to shut down Amendola, 
you know, you, you can, he's uh, Stafford might check down a lot, which is kind of why I'm interested in McKissick and Hawkinson this week uh, as interesting plays uh, on the Bears side. Look, David Montgomery should should feast here. He's an RB2 this week. He should have a big game here. Uh, Cohen could be an interesting boomer bust option there. You're starting Allen Robinson every week. Uh, I'm with you. I'm, I don't feel great about it, but I'm going to lean towards the Bears to cover this here. Um, you know, God forbid they have to actually kick a game-winning field goal to, to cover in this game. But uh, I just – I don't know. I, I just feel like this is a bad matchup for the Lions, the way they're currently constructed. With on Johnson, I would have picked them to win this game. And with on Johnson, this is probably – a one point game uh, in terms of what the spread would be, but I just their complete inability to, to run the football and have yeah, any I think the, ba- the Bears are in absolute desperation mode too. So yeah, I think it's a, an absolute must win for them. Yeah, I agree. Which I don't like any additional pr- pressure on Trubisky, but I'm still I'm still gonna ride this one out. Yeah, but they still should have enough. Again, just, you know the, the the old Styles make fights argument. I just think this is a bad matchup for the way the Lions are currently constructed. Yeah, uh, even though I think they might be a better team on a neutral field, and so does Vegas, since it's a half point difference there. Uh, I just I just don't like the way things are setting up for them right now. Uh, the what's left of the Miami Dolphins will go to Indianapolis to face the Colts. The Colts are eleven and a half point favorites. Ooh. We don't know who the starting quarterback is yet. My guess it's still going to be Jacoby Brissett this week. Uh, but I guess it could be Brian Hoyer. This line bothers me. I don't know why. I know the Dolphins don't have any running backs now, and they lost their, their, their whether you want to call them their number one or number two receiver, uh, Williams. But, boy, this still feels like a little bit high. I know the Colts don't lose at home, but you're asking a lot, especially if this is Brian Hoyer that's starting this game. I mean, you're talking about a Colts team that should be 6-2 and two if they make a field goal coming back and, and when they played bad last week. I don't care. I don't know what if they Vinatieri misses doesn't miss the other field goal. This is a this is a seven win team with aside from two missed field goals. Exactly. I mean, and they're solid. I talk about that front seven all the time. Uh, it you know, I got it twenty eight seventeen. So I'm inside by a half a point, uh, which I, I think I'll stay. I'll, I'll I'll say the Finns covered. Look, the Finns are playing hard. They're playing their butts off of their head coach. I think Jacecki's really interesting with Preston Williams being hurt. He's basically their secondary option to Devontae Parker now. Uh, I love Zach Pascal. I picked him up uh, in one of my leagues to play this week. He's, he's, tar- he's out there for every play, 6'2", 215. Target share has been huge. I think it's going to go up in this game, and the Finns have been giving up big games to receivers. So I don't really care which quarterback plays, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the, tw- the 28-17 that, they don't, that the Finns cover. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the Colts to cover, but I don't like it. I just I'm, this line bothers me. Yeah, that's, that's a tough. That's a tough line. If it was ten, I'd feel good, but man, eleven and a half. That's that's tough. And it keeps going up. I mean, it was when I checked yesterday, it was eleven, and I, I mean, I, I get it. I get why everybody wants to bet against the Dolphins, and I, I totally understand why. Um, well, I'll stick know, with my score and hope it goes up some more. Then, yeah. Uh, as far as the Dolphins go, there's really no fantasy aside from Devontae Parker. There's really no fantasy relevant players here. Um, yeah, I'm not playing Kalen Balaj. I don't care. Like he's a bad football player on a team that's probably going to run the ball a single digit amount of times. Uh, and I'm not even not even guarantee that Miles Gaskin doesn't get more carries than him. I'm just not touching this Miami backfield situation at all. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick's outside my top twenty quarterbacks. You could probably pass on him. You know, Devontae Parker, wide receiver three flex spot, obviously somebody that you want to put out there. Colts have struggled against the number one wide receiver so far this year. Uh, you you brought him up. You're probably not playing him this week because he's down at my tight end 19. Uh, but if you're desperate, I do um, keep an eye on Mike Jacecki. I wrote about him as well. Uh, you know, he's the guy that came off his first uh, double-digit fantasy point day 
uh, of his career last week. He's still looking for his first ever uh, touchdown in the NFL, but he's being used a lot more uh, since their bye week. So just kind of someone to kind of keep an eye on if you're in really, really deep leagues. Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's their secondary pass-catching target at this point. I mean, Albert Wilson, who knows? We we all like him, but he hadn't done anything. So it'll be interesting. That that one's, you know, maybe take a flyer on that because I think there's upside there, but he also could be terrible. Zach Pascal, I love in this game. Yes, I do. Uh, he, he is uh, he's a wide receiver three flex play for me, as is Chester Rogers. Uh, I really wanted to play Paris Campbell this weekend, so his hand injury was disappointing because I, I thought they made such a concerted effort to get the ball in his hands. Uh, and I think he you know he is the closest guy to being T.Y. Hilton that isn't T.Y. Hilton on this team in terms yeah. of just the I like way Pascal's he is built. size and his red zone targets have been high. Yeah, I, there are a lot of sneaky good pass catchers this, this week for the Colts. Like, I, mean, I, got, the I big... got an interesting one because you said it earlier. You like Calvin Ridley and so do I, but I picked up Pascal and I've got him in my lineup now. And I think I'm going to stick with that, but that that one's tough. Yeah, I, I go Ridley there, but it's close. I think they're both they're both playable there. I like both tight ends. I have both tight ends ranked in my top ten this yeah, week. I like I both Ebron eight, Doyle nine. Uh, Ebron again has the best chance of catching a touchdown. I think, especially with more and more guys going out, he's going to be split out wide when they get in the red zone or uh, and Jack Doyle's just on the field constantly and is showing somewhat of a chemistry. He, I like him even more um, if Hoyer plays because Hoyer has shown a, a penchant for throwing to him. So uh, I think they're both really strong plays. Obviously you're playing Marlon Mack. So this was like the all waiver wire team this week with Parker, Pascal, Rogers, Doyle. Uh, this is where all the waiver wire game uh, for everybody this week. Uh, I, again, leaning toward the Colts to cover, but I don't like it at all. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams are facing the Pittsburgh Steelers in manner. Wish Roethlisberger was playing this game because this would be a marquee offensive matchup. But the the Rams are four point favorites on the road in this game. Uh, this game, I already can tell, is going to be a disaster. And I don't know. And, and by that, I mean I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. This this is this is wild. Uh, what do you think about this? Because the Rams, in theory, the Rams should beat the Mason Rudolph led Steelers, but. This Rams team just – there's just something weird about the way they're playing this year. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have a good feel for them. They look like they needed a bye, and they got it. McVay coming off a bye. The Steelers' defense is way overrated. This Rams defense, now Jalen Ramsey an extra week to get acclimated to playing man. Wade Phillips to go back to doing what he wants to do, which is play man. I don't like Juju at all. I think Jalen Ramsey's following Juju and shutting him down. I got the Steelers winning 34-21 and covering that – or, the, excuse me, the Rams winning Rips. 34-21 and really kind of this being a blowout. What's the over on this game? Uh, I'm checking that right now uh, on my bookie. The over-under on this game is – hold on, I got to get you all of the odds here. I, I mean, I just – like, I love Cooper Cup in this game. I love McVay coming off a bye. Gurley looked like he needed a bye as much as anybody. I think he comes back in a solid – I think that backfield should be a little healthier – uh, they had some, you know, the great thing about a bye week is you get to self-scout. And when you got a coach that's a gym rat that never leaves the office, they did a lot of self-scout. I think he's going to fix a lot of the issues that they had going in. I'm expecting big things from the Rams. Even though they're coming West Coast, East Coast, the Steelers team is extremely overrated. Dink and Dunk is not going to get it done against this Rams defense. Uh, it is 44. Is okay. the, I, li- uh, I, like, I like the over as well. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty good one there. Um, I like the Rams to cover here as well. They should. Uh, I would be very extremely disappointed if they don't, especially with the extra time coming off the bye. Again, cover I four. Love... I got them winning by 13. Yeah. I, I got them winning that easy. They better. 
I, I don't love Jared Goff this week. He's my QB 11. Like, he's fine. He should have a big match. He should have a good game here. But again, as if you've watched him play, you're going to get about 80% of what you expect to get from him in any given game. You know, Gurley's an RB2. Uh, Cooper Cup should feast in this matchup. Uh, I, I expect he's a top five wide receiver this week. You know, Robert Woods, I, we, he only has one game this year where he's finished inside the top 20 at, of wide receivers. Yeah, it's been, been disappointing. disappointing. And, and Cook yeah, Cook's is going right? to be out. I think Josh Reynolds is an interesting play um, as well because I, I was doing some research on him. And in so including last week's game where I know Cooks didn't miss it, but he played three snaps and, and was injured. But in the games over the last two years that either Cooper Cup or Brandon Cooks missed, uh, he's averaging 10.8 fantasy points per game in half PPR format. So averaging 3.6 catches, 54 yards, 0.6 touchdowns, and averaging seven targets per game. That's that apply. I will say this year when Cooks has missed games, Everett split out and played more receiver and it wasn't Reynolds as much. So I think you got a little bit of a timeshare there is why I like my Everett matchup this week. Uh, But I like what you're saying. I mean, I think he's going to be out there. He's going to get some targets. Deontay Johnson's the one I actually like for the Steelers. Uh, I think he's the one that's going to be able to move around because I don't think Juju's going to have a big day at all. I think Jalen Ramsey's going to go back, and they're just going to say, you're following the best receiver every week playing. Yeah, there. I mean, I, I have Juju outside my top 20 receivers. Um, even in the run- – Not a big week, but I'm expecting yeah, a decent week from Deontay Johnson. And then from the running back situation, I mean, I have Jalen Samuels as my RB21. He's going to catch passes, but he wasn't good. Like, he was very ineffective in that game last week. I think Trey Edmonds, you know, is a low-level flex if you're really desperate. Uh, ever it's a top 10 tight end on the Rams side. So I, I, I'm going to go with the the Rams here as well. But uh, this this game, again, the Rams have no business not winning this game by double digits. I'm just saying, this: if this is a team yeah. that fancies itself a Super Bowl contender, uh, they absolutely uh, need to win this game. Let's talk about Sunday night football. The Minnesota Vikings versus the Dallas Cowboys, which, again, might, might be, is in that contention for the best game of the weekend. Uh, the Cowboys are the standard three-point home favorites here. Jake, what are your, where are you leaning for this game? We have the narrative. We have the Kirk Cousins versus the team with a winning record narrative. Are you going to lean Paige and Mai's direction there, or do you have a different thought? I got the boys to win 30-27, to 27, so I am directly on the line. If I've got to pick one way or the other, I'll take them to cover that. Uh, these are very similar teams, very similar teams. I look at these two quarterbacks and go, they're very similar, but Dak is more clutch, and Dak can run. And Kirk Cousins, when it's time to make clutch throws, doesn't seem to make them. Had a big week in Kansas City last week, but couldn't get it done in the fourth corner when it mattered. It was a bad loss for them. And they're out on the road. Cowboys are desperate. They're healthier than they've been. I think it's a really close game. And, it went, and one of the, my three must-watch games of the week. And I'm glad I'm gonna, I should be able to get to see all three of these. Um, I'll, I'll take the Cowboys to cover, but I got it 30 to 27. So I'll, I'll say 31. Yeah, I think the Cowboys to cover as well. I still expect... Dalvin Cook to have a big game here. Uh, I want to see what Stephon Diggs does because even with Adam Thielen missing most of the game last week, Diggs was invisible. Uh, he's uh, it's been all over the place for him this year, but no Thielen in this game. Uh, you expect I have him ranked at wide receiver thirteen, which is, again I'm surprised they didn't put him in, in my wide receiver one category considering the situation. But I need to see him be a little bit more consistent. Uh, Dak's been good fantasy wise, like he's. He's a solid low-end QB1. Like, that's what he's going to be for you every single year, looks like. Uh, he's my number eight QB this year. Zeke should feast in this game. Cowboys have a little bit of a short week. So, uh, I imagine they're not going to try to throw a ball a ton, especially with Amari Cooper banged up, but will play. Uh, Michael Gallup's a fun play here as a wide receiver, too. Uh, but I think this is, this is going to be a really exciting game. It's going to be a one-score game, but I think the Cowboys can do enough to cover that three-point spread. 
Yeah, deep, deep ones to look at. Irv Smith Jr. every week getting more and more involved. And then I told you about Ole B.C. Johnson a couple weeks ago. Caught another touchdown last week in Kansas City. With Thielen out, if you're super desperate, that's another one. So I already at. locked in the Ravens, but one of the other locks I want to do this week is actually a three-team parlay that you can put in at mybookie.ag. Oh, I uh, love this, it. I this love one it. will get you plus 160 odds right now, and I think it's a pretty – I mean, as, as good as I feel about a three-team parlay being a lock – uh, I like the Ravens money line, the Saints money line, and the Rams minus four. So put those three things together, you get plus odds, plus 160. Uh, so again, the Ravens just got to beat like them. that one. I, I mean, like look, the Saints one. aren't going to lose at home to the Falcons. The Ravens are not going to lose to a rookie Cincinnati team that hasn't won a game this year. We've talked about how the Rams should be able to win this game by should win this game by double digits, but a minus four there gets you really good odds there. Uh, if you just want to take the Rams money line in this scenario where you're worried about the minus four, uh, you could do all that and just get one to one odds. So if you bet a hundred bucks, you would win a hundred dollars. So that's a great, that's still not really a bad is, way to go. That's, that's still uh, a great way to go. So again, mybookie.ag use our promo code draft network. You can, Hey, use your free play money on that one. Give it a shot. Uh, Jake, any parting thoughts before we sign off for this weekend? Man, I am excited about – yeah, there's four, really four must – I'm going to be at one of them. The, the Cards and the Bucks. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The Panthers, Packers, the Vikings, Steelers, the Hawks, and the Niners on Monday Night Football, which we'll talk about Monday. I, those are going to be some awesome games. Like, I, I am really excited to watch a lot of that going on. I am as well. There's a lot, a lot of really interesting uh, matchups this week that I'm really excited to see. Uh, we're just kind of a couple things to kind of keep an eye on, like we said, uh, as you start to set your lineups that, you know, Le'Veon Bell – it looks like he's going to play, but kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, George Kittle's been banged up all week, and the latest from Kyle Shanahan is we'll see, which is not not a fun phrase you like to hear from coaches. So if Kittle is your only no. tight end, uh, start to look for some other options, or you might have to take a risk uh, and start one of these guys on Sunday, even though Kittle should be the, my tight end one this week if he plays. But if you know you, you don't want a big fat zero on Monday night, and there's really not – and he's t- and he's tough as hell. So the fact that we're talking about Friday is we'll see. I mean, that's J- Jacob Hollister we'll is an interesting name there. Since if you want to wait and kind of wait and hold yeah. all, all out all the way to Monday, uh, but just again, kind of keep in mind that that's something that you're going to have to deal with this week. Uh, Jake, how can they follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians. You can on follow Twitter. me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. Follow the show at TDN Fantasy underscore. And enjoy an awesome week of football, and we will be back with you on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.